and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Good evening and welcome to this very special Good Friday service. It's so good to have you with us this evening. It's so good to have you just come and connect with us. And uh, if you're visiting, if this is kind of your first time clicking on us and engaging with us, we just want to extend a very warm welcome to you. Uh, it's so good to have you here with us. And we trust that something very significant will uh, take place in your life this evening as well to all of our, our regular folk, to all of our family um, man, it's just so good to be able to come and do a good Friday evening service with you. Uh, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for tonight, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the fact that we can come and, and celebrate the fact that Jesus came and paid the ultimate price, paid a debt that we couldn't pay, and came and paid it on our behalf. And Lord, I thank you that as we just celebrate this Good Friday, Lord, that we can just be grateful for all the good that you have done in our lives. So Lord, I pray that this evening we'll just be open to hear straight from your heart and that our lives and that our families will be open to hearing from you this evening. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, being Good Friday, uh, by this time, 2,000 years ago, uh, Jesus would have been betrayed. He would have been abandoned. He would have been uh, denied. He would have been verbally abused he would have been questioned and 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 falsely accused he would have been beaten and uh, beaten beyond recognition um, he would have been murdered on a cross uh, for crimes that he did not commit uh, and he would have been buried in a rich man's grave and that's where he would have been this evening would have been in the grave at uh, this stage on Good Friday night. But the story doesn't start there. This story starts in a garden. And it starts with one man and one woman. Uh, we know them as Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve had the most incredible privilege. They had the privilege of, of being in the presence of God. They had the privilege of, of spending time with God. Uh, we read in, in Genesis how, how God would come and, and meet with Adam and, and walk with Adam in the cool of the day. What an incredible picture. Uh, what an incredible experience. What an incredible privilege. Adam had to just have that level of relationship with God. And we know what happened, you know. Uh, 
God's enemy and, and ultimately just the, the devil came and, and interacted with, with Eve and with Adam and, and essentially just dropped this thought with him, you know, hey, why be you when you could be God? You know, why be you when you could be God? And, and I think sometimes we're, we're still confronted with, with that question in our own lives all the time, you know. Um, and we see that so prevalent in our society where, where every man and every woman kind of becomes God of their own lives. But, but he poses this question and, and he just goes, you know, why be you when you could be God? And in order to do this, all you have to do is just, just put your desires first. You know, just, just put your desires at, at the forefront. Put, put your will ahead of God's. And unfortunately, their response was that, hey, I choose my will over the desires of God. And this caused great damage between God and man. This caused the separation in relationship between God and humanity. And I'm so grateful that, that the story doesn't end in the first garden. But I thank God that there was another garden. And we, we come and connect with Jesus in a second garden, the garden of Gethsemane. And there's this moment where, where Jesus, having come to earth fully God, but choosing to lay down his rights as God and become fully man and experience everything that you and I would ever experience in life. Our pain, our hurt, our suffering, our, our, our joys, uh, even our temptation. Um, and he comes and he, he, he becomes fully man. And as he is fully man, he, he, he meets with God in the Garden of Gethsemane the, the night before his crucifixion. And as he meets with God, we see that he is in absolute torment. He's in anguish. In fact, it says that he was so distressed that, that he was sweating blood. And we know this to be a, a biological condition today. We're under severe stress, the human body secretes blood as sweat. And as Jesus is, is in this moment, it's because he, he, he's, he's, he knows what's about to happen, that he is so distressed. He knows that, hey, tomorrow I'm about to go to the cross. I'm about to take the weight of the sin and the shame and, and, and the pain and disease and, and all these things of the entire human race. I'm going to take it on me as I go to the cross and, and die for the, for the sin of the world. And in that moment, we see that, 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 that he says the, this to, to God. He says, he says, he says, Lord, if it's your will, then take this cup from me. And in this moment, we kind of see that, that, that Jesus even expresses his will. Lord, if it's your will, will you take this cup from me? Like, Lord, if there's any way that I don't have to go through what I'm about to go through, then Lord, make a way out. Because if it were up to me right now, I'd, I'd opt out of this. But Lord... Not my will be done, 
but your will be done. You see, just as Adam and Eve had set the tone for humanity and, and how we would behave moving forward, as they did that in the garden originally, Jesus comes and he sets a new tone. Jesus comes and he, he, he gives us another option. Jesus comes and he, he becomes the example for us to follow. And instead of us just being these, these slaves to our own will, just falling to the whim of, of every desire in our hearts, Jesus comes and he goes, no, there's, there's another way, there's a better way. There's a way where we don't have to follow in the footsteps of Adam and Eve and, and, and continue to cause this damage between us and God. But, but, but I'm going to show you a way that is better. I'm going to show you a way where you can lay down your will, where you can say no to your own personal will and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And if we look back a little earlier on, Jesus actually taught this in the Lord's Prayer where, where he, he says, he teaches us to pray and he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what Jesus is saying in that moment is, is that, Lord, let your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. And as we look to the garden, it's in the garden that theory becomes reality. We see Jesus live out this example for us to follow. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done right here in my life as it is in heaven. And Jesus leaves the garden arrested and what follows and what happens next is what changed your life forever. It's what changes my life forever. What happened next made it possible for us to live in that relationship with God once again. And this evening you may be sitting and, and a friend has possibly invited you and you're sitting there and you're, you're actually a skeptic. You're not so sure about this whole Jesus story. You're not so sure about, about whether the life of Jesus is really accurate or real. Well, I, I, I'd love to just encourage you and say that firstly, I don't think that God is scared of your questions. I don't think that God is put off by your questions. In fact, I, I believe that he, he welcomes it. He, he, he says far too often in scripture that we should seek him. And I believe that, that it's in our questions that as we seek, that we find him. If we're willing to also go and seek him as we question. I want to encourage you to just go and, and dig a little deeper. You see, any historian worth their salt will attest and, and will acknowledge the fact that there was a historical figure by the name of Jesus. 
and that he did indeed die on a cross. And then when we go and look in the four Gospels, which are just really four eyewitness accounts of the life of this Jesus, but they, they aren't just four eyewitness accounts of the life of Jesus. They're also four eyewitness accounts of a resurrected Jesus, where men and women say, hey, we didn't just do life with him, but we got to engage with him after his death, his burial, and once he was resurrected, we got to engage with him, we got to see him, we even got to touch him. Heck, we had breakfast with him on a beach. Not only this, but what happened next in the life of Jesus as he leaves the Garden of Gethsemane is actually recorded by the the prophet Isaiah and and by, by many before him. That, that, they, that, that Isaiah foretold 700 years before the crucifixion. This is what Isaiah had to say about what happened next. And here's what happened next as told by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53 verse 5, 6, and 11, and 12. He says, But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we can be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Again, just our will creeping its ugly head out all over again. Yet the Lord laid on him the sin of us all. And then in verse 11 it says, when he sees all his, um, when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant, being Jesus, will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. And then the end of verse 12 says, He was counted among the rebels, and he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Isn't that incredible to know that Jesus fervently and earnestly prayed for you. See, Scripture continues to say that Jesus still earnestly and fervently prays for you and for me. It was at the house of Matthew one day as Jesus was hanging out with a group of people that the religious leaders of the day kind of felt like he shouldn't have been hanging out with where they they made it quite clear that they were displeased by who Jesus was hanging out with. And Jesus said to them, he said, man, I, I haven't come for those who think they are righteous. No, I've come for those who know that they are lost and in need of a Savior. Jesus came for the rebels like you and like me. And that night... Jesus in the garden, he laid down his will to embrace God's purpose for his life and for, to lay down his life and his will for God's purpose 
for your life. I wonder this evening, what's your next step? What's your next step? Maybe you're in a place where, where you recognize that, you know what, if I'm honest, Ramon, I've just, man, I've done life my way for too long. And as a result, I've got my results for too long. If I'm honest, I've, I've really pursued my will. And as I've pursued my will, the results can speak for themselves. And as we just head into this Easter weekend here on Good Friday night, man, I, I just, I really want to, want to encourage you to maybe just have your own Garden of Gethsemane moment right there in your living room or wherever you're watching this. And just get down before God and just go, Lord, whether I've been walking with you for a while or Lord, whether I'm actually still in that bracket of skeptic, tonight I want to make an act of my will. Kind of been my own little God for too long. I've, I've run things in my own life for too long. And, and tonight, I, I want, as an act of my will, I want to choose to just say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, tonight I choose to lay down my desires. I choose to lay down my hurts. I choose to lay down my shame. I, I choose to lay down my, my ambitions. I choose to lay down even what I was planning for tomorrow morning. Lord, I just choose to lay down my will. And Lord, uh, I want to find out what's, what's your will for my life. What's your desires for my life? And Lord, I, as I do that, Lord, I pray that, that you will come and reveal that to me. That you will come and show me what is your desire for my life. Lord, tonight I choose to, to pray as Jesus taught us to pray. And I just choose to pray tonight, your kingdom come, your will be done in my life, as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Father God, as folks have just done business with you tonight, Lord, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that just as Jesus engaged with you in the garden, we can come and engage with you in the space that we're in right now, Lord that we have access to you because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And Lord, this evening, whether we've been walking with you for 40 years or whether we're still trying to figure out if any of this is real, Lord, I thank you that you are ready and available to us. Lord, you said in the book of Jer Jeremiah that if we search for you with all our hearts that we will find you. So Lord, I pray right now as men and women this evening are just making that choice to just lay down their wills. Lord, Lord, as we this evening choose to just lay down our will, 
Father God, that we can do it with confidence, knowing that you will come and meet with us, Lord. Father God, as we just soften our hearts, Lord, all those hard places of our hearts, that we just come and soften it this evening. Forget about what's happened in the past and just come and take a look at you afresh and just say, Lord, I want to meet with you. I want to find out what is your heart for my life. And as I meet with you, I thank you that you come and meet with me and show me what is your heart, your will for my life through the course of this weekend that I can find real relationship with you. So right now, forgive me for doing it my way. I choose you tonight. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. This evening, if, if you've prayed that prayer, and if you've made that decision to just start a journey afresh with Jesus, I really want to encourage you, will you come and connect with us on social media? Will you come and find us on Facebook at Bikers Church Madrand or on Instagram with the same deal, Bikers Church Madrand? Just come and start a conversation with us. We'd love to just start journeying with you as, as you just really pursue God's heart for your life, recognizing that it's Good Friday for a reason, that God did some incredible things over the course of this weekend, 2,000 years ago, to make sure that you and I know that he's serious about relationship with us. So please come and connect with us. We'd love to journey with you. Beyond that, we look forward to seeing you Sunday morning right here again at 9 o'clock as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday together. Have a great weekend. We love you. And we look forward to seeing you again. Amen. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.